When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For all hard rock, heavy metal bands needing worldwide exposure at affordable prices, online metal promo PR is taking bands from the underground to above ground. Visit their official website at onlinemetalpromo.net. Onlinemetalpromo.net. Hello, hello. Oh, he's in outer space. <laughs> Can you hear us? No, sorry. <laughs> Can you hear us, Major Tom? Oh, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Tom to doesn't Red... travel in the vacuum of space. <laughs> Welcome to Rat Cell Review. And today we are joined by Ethan Jackson from the band Solar Flare. What's up, Ethan? Oh, not much. Living the dream one nightmare at a time, like always. <laughs> <clears throat> Just floating around in space like a piece of space junk or yeah. satellite or whatever you want to float around now, space as. Like a solar flare. Uh huh. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, there you and, go. And the cool thing is, he has a gamer chair with him in space, too. So that makes it even cooler. Yes, right. Does. Yeah. 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 Got that, is, that is your. Which trip? No, nowhere. What game are we going to play tonight? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we could. I don't. I wish I had Elden Ring with me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good game? I, I heard that uh, it's uh, some people didn't really care for it too much. Um, I mean, all my friends love it. I mean, I, I like I like the the company in general. So I mean, you know, most of their stuff is pretty good. I played I played Dark Souls. Who hasn't? You know, my my girl was a really big fan of uh, Bloodborne, and uh, so yeah, we're gonna get on it and start playing it. Very cool. Speaking of video games, and I just got an email earlier today, and I know your band is on Bandcamp as well. Bandcamp has now been sold to Epic Games. That is news to me, but that sounds awesome. Oh, it's news to you. All right. It does sound awesome. but And, and apparently to this email, nothing's going to change. But some people are freaking out on, on Facebook earlier today, and, and they're, they say, okay, this week things are going to be okay, but come Monday you know who knows what's going to happen i mean it's it's hard to say i mean epic games is a long history of of you know basically bringing up essentially their indie games you know what i mean so like they're not exactly unaccustomed to the idea of trying to help smaller content creators which i guess that's what we all are um to to actually you know get to maybe a better place maybe get better scene who knows if they put something in that like helps us Uh, maybe they'll put in something that hurts us i mean i i would like to think it's probably going to be the 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 latter instead of the or the former instead of the latter but uh you know i mean who knows i don't know yeah yeah i I hope it's going to be good i hope maybe this will give more bands opportunities to get into their games and you know that'll get you know, a lot more notoriety for a lot of bands and stuff that are just starting out like yours and mine and all that crap. So hopefully Epic Games with Bandcamp is going to be a good thing. Well, you'd Pretty hope cool. that definitely is like an avenue of distribution for the bands on Bandcamp that are not on a uh, label. Right. So yeah. fingers crossed. You know, yeah, yeah, they could always put together like their own, like, I guess you'd call it like sync where you get your music put into any sort of indie or any developed game under their you know umbrella and uh you know you probably get better pitch through that perhaps uh, you know you never know you get you, 
even if it was something small like hey here's a game trailer of somebody walking through an alleyway where a busted ass radio is playing somebody's song from you know the middle of nowhere you know that'd be yeah. pretty cool yeah i never know so just hopefully uh i don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the band haunt but uh trevor william church he oh, no, yeah. swears by Bandcamp, and that's where he's making all his money from so yeah that's actually um the the dudes from haunt actually just like gave us some like ideas and like we've been trying to work on it but the, the, you know money permitting you know we're we're trying to put a, more stuff together and bundle things eventually um more i guess cleanly it's it's kind of weird to set all of that stuff up you know especially when we're not so familiar with it as they are you know but we're we're, we're we've got a lot of like different merchandise items that we'll probably start using to put more stuff together maybe put some uh, limited run t-shirts and stuff like that. I got actually a really cool design for a t-shirt that I want to put together soon. Maybe yeah. just do a limited run of it, like 50 or something. Yeah, yeah, just see what happens. The album cover that you have uh, from iTunes, I like that one. I would uh, definitely purchase that if it was available. There is a t-shirt like that, actually. Good it's thing a... we're plugging it. Pick <laughs> yeah. it up at Bandcamp. And where can yeah, people buy that t-shirt? <laughs> oh, it's on our, our Bandcamp. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's basically just the album art, but it's like a circle. That would be this. Yeah, I love that freaking album cover. Yes, yeah, so I was reading an interview that you did uh, with somebody, and they were explaining this artwork, and your girlfriend did it, right? If I'm remember. correct, yes. It's blurry on my camera. I don't know why, but uh, tell us about uh, how the artwork came to be. Um, well, we, we had this idea of like, you know, basically it was going to be a solar flare. We thought it would be cool to have, you know, the sun and maybe a giant fireball. And I, you know, you know, we like fantasy stuff because we all play like Dungeons and Dragons, like a bunch of nerds that we are anyway. So (laughs) there's no shame in that, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, we, we, I just, we just started developing this idea. Um, and then, you know, it became like, man, I would be really cool to have like this crazy alien looking dragon with like four eyes. I mean, you can only see two, but it's technically supposed to have four eyes canonically, um, you know, and uh, having this sort of character that becomes sort of a mascot to the, to, to the band name, like as much as he changes shape, he doesn't stop being the character. So you know, we thought, you know, I, I really thought we could do like an Eddie thing, but like make it more like a creature versus a humanoid thing. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought that would be kind of neat because i never seen anything like that. I mean, you know, you've got Motorhead Snaggletooth, you've got Vic Rattlehead, you know, you've got Eddie from Iron Maiden. I'm like, all of those humanoid aside from Snaggletooth, but they're just like, you know, a demon pig. Right. right. They don't really ever change what they look like. So relatively aside from like orgasmatron <laughs> <laughs> so is this going to be kind of like your mascot or something or just sort of like a core design features like i don't really want to spoil the next album idea artwork but uh you know like it's it's going to sort of become like you know certain features are going to be like oh okay now i get where you're, you're going with it when you yeah. see the next record uh I, i'm not sure what we're going to do um, art style wise for the next album. Uh, I just, I already have like concepts put together in, in my head that I have yet to put on paper. Uh, mostly we were just trying to focus on writing and, and, and starting to get stuff back off the ground again, because, you know, the pandemic has been ridiculous. I mean, you know, most normal people, the world shut down for a year, maybe a year and some change. Yeah. For musicians, it's like, I don't even know if it's still open yet. <laughs> <laughs> Like I always say, we're still on that two-week, uh, you know, little break period that we had there for what two years they, ago. They <laughs> just yeah, yeah. ended yet. <laughs> they just removed mass mandates for uh, school kids in New York yeah. today. It was the last mm-hmm. day, so now they're on a "don't ask, don't tell" policy. If you see them not wearing it, don't ask why. So, <laughs> right, yeah, it's just it's so wild. It's so wild how, how all of the stuff has kind of came together and been super weird and. And, and even some bands that I, you know, idolize that are doing great for themselves, you know, like, like, you know, massive power metal bands that do gigantic shows are just like, 
you know, we can't go to this place because of restrictions and we can't go to that place and we can't, we have to reschedule these shows. And like, it's just, it's so weird. And then I'm like, on top of that, the whole Ukraine and Russia thing going on, like, that's wild too. Like, yeah. It's like, we're living in a Coen brothers movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I actually, a band I just saw earlier um, sent a message out because they're actually from Russia. What is the name of that band? A-H of something. I can't remember it doesn't matter but uh, they can't do anything they just canceled everything because they're in russia and obviously the war is going on and that's it so who that's, knows when they're gonna do anything that's that's insane hmm. yeah i'm glad we're over here but who knows i just somebody just a few minutes ago posted on facebook uh mcdonald's has already been hacked so something's coming yeah <laughs> yeah who knows so no more big macs lou I even like McDonald's. Yes, you do. You had a McDonald's cup last week. No, that was five guys. They make great milkshakes. Uh. Yes, they do. Have you ever had the maple bacon milkshake? No, No, I don't want to die. (laughs) (laughs) They literally take slices of their bacon and put it at the bottom of the milkshake. And put salted caramel on top of all of it. Salted caramel milkshake. Uh, maybe if i was 17 (laughs) i'd jump on that definitely but i could digest stuff better back then (laughs) yeah i i say if you're ready to 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 maybe have some stomach discomfort go for it (laughs) i'll stick with my hot sauce thank you very much (laughs) i I think of bacon and ice cream but uh it's incredible i've had chocolate covered bacon before wayne that was actually pretty good salted bacon is fantastic yeah i love bacon I know vegetarians that will only eat bacon. So what does that tell you? That they're not vegetarian? Probably not. <laughs> I know, but. <laughs> uh, so I also read that you uh, are an uh, opera vocalist. Are you trained? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I did. Goodness, I, yeah, it's so long. But uh, it was since, uh, uh, let's see, I started when I was like, I want to say around 15. 15 until I was like. 24 25 ish somewhere in that neighborhood yeah Yeah, i was taking um uh i was working with a a a russian teacher and she taught opera and and piano and 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 violin which i didn't take but i I learned piano a little bit piano and, and and opera from her um doesn't translate as much as people like to think for like metal but the biggest thing that really does help is sort of like the mechanics like how you know projection and Mm -hmm. and 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 you singing from your diaphragm and and whatnot like you know uh, and making you a very strong musculature of your core of your your singing capability and stuff like that too yeah you think you'll ever incorporate any of that opera type style within the solar flare music I'd like to. I mean, it's just hard to like, you know, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Mozart and I wish I was, but you know, at being able to write something that would, at least for me, put all that sort of together is, is difficult. I mean, I do have had some concepts, uh, you know, I have, you know, pages of stuff that I've written down where I was like, you know, I'd like to do something like this or, 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 you know, maybe do something like, uh, uh, man of war did where they actually did covers of, you know, opera music. Like they did Nessun and Dorma and, and stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind doing, I mean, if my if my guitar players were would uh, re- would learn the songs, like we could do some Mozart, but that would be that would take some doing. That would take some doing. I mean, I don't know if they're ready for Don Giovanni. I don't know if I'm ready for Don Giovanni, and I was doing it for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some. Uh, it's a big task, especially for guitar players, because some some of the covers I we do, Lou, you got, you know, you got to learn them. It takes time. And... Oh yeah, I mean, like we're supposed to be doing the Lost in Line uh, cover yeah, next. What's going on with that? What's going on with that? Yeah. Vivian Campbell's a lot harder than I thought he was because his <laughs> phrasing's like ridiculous. It's not simple. No. <laughs> Vivian Campbell is underrated. Everybody, Agree. Everybody likes to make fun of him now that he's in, uh, you know, been in Def Leppard, but you know, oh, yeah, I know. But hey, he's collecting a steady paycheck. That's what every musician wishes they could do. So. Yeah, you know what? I mean, if Def Leppard was like, hey, like, you want to make a shitload of money doing something that, you know, is 
sort of beneath you talent wise like sure <laughs> how much <laughs> how much is my soul worth <laughs> uh, i don't know if i'd sell it to go to death leopard though well you'd have to lose an arm over it so no i'd have to lose a leg i had to up the ante <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i couldn't deal with the arm thing you don't know how that would work out but uh so band solar flare your first uh debut album um how did you guys like get together to you know are you you're obviously started the band right right yeah okay so how did you who were these friends that you had from school or people that you, you put an ad out or how did you get the band together so um the initial incarnation which i i think maybe had one recording and that was like a demo track basically i think it was born to burn it's floating around somewhere um it was my my good friend jake um, he was playing guitar and we had um, a dude that he knew uh, from school. His name was Dylan. And, uh, uh, and uh, Jake and I were in a band with the drummer at the time. His name was Jeff. Um, we ended up, uh, the, the band previously ended up imploding. <laughs> and so uh, all three of us, we're just like, no, thanks. And we ended up starting this band and, um, you know, lineup changes, lineup changes, lineup changes. And like, you know, basically the, the guy who initially ran that band is now our guitar player, Gary, and he's on, on the album. Um, and uh, now we have um, our present guitar player, Cody, who's, I've been wondering where the hell he's been this entire time, because he is a great guitar player. Now, I, and I don't think he realizes that he's as good as he is because he is fantastic. And on top of that, he started out as a drummer. Oh, really? He's actually he's actually a pretty good drummer. He's not he's not the most double bass, and he'll even say that he's not the most double bass oriented drummer. You know, I mean, he does a lot of like, you know, gallopy, punky sort of like uh, drum beats. But I mean, he's really really good at fills and, and you know really good in time and stuff like that too so it was, it was really impressive to like hear him shred on guitar and then him be like yo and by the way i used to be a drummer and you're like wait what yeah hold on let me <laughs> get behind your kid i'll show you you know i'm just like great like it's nice having people who can do multiple different things and uh you know we ended up uh, cycling through people who were who were auditioning for a minute there after the album had come out and yeah. uh you know in between all that, I ended up learning how to play the drums actually pretty decently. I found out that I'm actually good at double bass. I'm just not great at fills. Um, and uh, so like, I was like filling in. I'm like, listen, if we're gonna practice, you know, I know the songs lyrically, I've been only been singing them forever. Yeah. So I'll just play all like, I, only, I know the drum beats too. You know what I mean? You just play it so much. You kind of learn it through osmosis, you know? Right, right, right. So, you know, I'm just, I'm behind the kit. Like, you know, I'm not gonna be beautiful, but I'm just, I'm gonna be in time. Like. I do at least do my damnedest at that. And like, so we ended up, uh, you know, going through the motions with that. And then we had uh, uh, our present drummer, John, who's an incredible drummer. And he, uh, he was from, he's from a band called uh, 3130, which is like, I guess kind of like a, like mushroom head, slipknot kind of thing. Okay. Um, but he's a great drummer. Like he's an impeccable drummer. He's really good. He's really just on point i mean you know the guy that we had auditioning before him um ended up obviously falling through and literally like an hour later he like he was like yeah i'll audition for you totally he's like i've been living in cincinnati i moved out from lima and he comes in and the dude before he was taking forever to like learn the drum like stuff you know what i mean he's right, right, right. missing major like transitions and stuff like that um you know young hard to get through to him you know yeah, and, so, and, yeah. and uh and then john comes in never even really heard our music listens to us play plays like he was playing the album wow yeah so there you go you know you had the right guy yeah you know i mean we're trying to like really start to cultivate a new sort of togetherness with this new lineup because it's it's fantastic it really is it's like the easiest i've ever had in terms of like artists working together like everybody's pulling their weight 
people are, you know, investing in themselves and the band and then working together and just like, just a total like group effort of towing the company line, basically, you know, and it's, it's great. It's great finally having people who are just on top of it and just into it and working together and just love what they're doing and doing what they love and, and having all of this positivity and no one, I, no one's really fighting over anything. You know, we, we, if we have a, any sort of like business discussion and then we disagree on something, you know, we at least go over it and there's no animosity. There's no arguing really. We're just like listening to the options and thinking about what we're doing before we follow through with something. And that's just something I just haven't had this entire time. Yeah. It's either me doing everything or, and then people being mad at me doing everything and then being mad that they don't get to do anything. I'm like, I'm not stopping you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that's cool that's that's that hopefully now with the next album and like you said what your your drummer is from kind of a different genre a little bit it adds a little bit right. something different to the music too because you know th this album's kind of kind of geared towards power metal but there is some thrash elements to it too and with everybody coming in with their own different ideas i think you maybe can make some kind of new don't make a new genre we don't need another eight thousand subgenre. <laughs> we're, we're sticking with we're sticking with relatively power metal stuff i mean we're we're coming up with some pretty neat things um you know it, it's gonna definitely be i think more of like a modern take on power metal like yeah. present kind of stuff i mean uh you know i it's not like i have the tracks ready and moderately mixed for you guys to like listen to or play right now but i mean we've got a couple of things that are going to be pretty cool sounding and uh, you know there's gonna be a little bit of theming with this next album and you know it's gonna be neat i like what we got coming out so far you know it's just it's, just, it's still kind of like this weird uh 80s vibe you know like iron maiden Jewish priest like van halen kind of riffs mixed with this sort of like modern like you know heavy power metal and stuff like that so it's real interesting to hear all of this you know different perspectives coming together and like really putting some like seeds on it you know yeah 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 i like it. i really like the the album a lot so i'm really excited to hear what you're going to come up with next lou you have anything no i was just gonna say you know for a, a debut album i thought it was really solid and you know i'm only looking forward to what's going to come next i mean if Perfect. any band you know attracts me with their debut album alone, I mean, you know, that's a high standard that you set for yourself. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm not, and please don't think I'm saying you're going to get the sophomore slump because if you, if, if, for, for, from what I gather, I mean, it sounds like everyone's heads and they're in the right place. So, you know, I could see it surpassing what you've already done. So um, I went, Whenever you guys are ready to come to the uh, East Coast and tour, let us know because, uh, you know, I'd love to come see it. Absolutely. We need some good tours this way anyways, Wayne. We really do. We do. <laughs> just, let's just hope they freaking get rid of this vaccination uh, card thing that you have. Jabbing, jabbing. We don't want to get the, right. just say the word jab, not <laughs> the, the V word. Right. Cancel yeah. me, YouTube. What the hell do I care? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Joe Rogan, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> By the way, can I just remind everyone of one thing? That season of the Man Show that he was on sucked. I didn't like that show, I and I hated him for that. Yeah, I didn't like that show. I mean, it. I don't know. I feel like that show was going downhill anyway. About by, by that time yeah i mean you know the same jokes over and over again for like three four seasons in a row and then they completely you know dug their graves with joe rogan and doug stanhope who exactly <laughs> i actually like doug stanhope but i'm a i like lots of different comedians i mean you know i i don't you know i'm not really mad at joe rogan about any of this stuff lately i mean you know knowing that he just brings people on and talks to them knowing that you know yeah. he's not a fucking awful person and stuff like that you know i mean it's oh uh, yeah weird. no i'm i'm not knocking him as a host i mean that was just a that was just a jab no pun intended at the <laughs> fact that the one season of the man show that he did was horrible but no i mean i listen to his content i mean he's, i think he uh he's better off he, when he, he has thing, like, he actually, sorry yeah he's better off when he's doing something either that he enjoys mm. or or that he has knowledge on you know, I mean, yeah. hosting UFC and, and then like his podcast, it's just him 
talking. Like he just likes to talk to people. So exactly. You know, put him anywhere else. It doesn't really work. I mean, he was in nope. a couple of sitcoms too. You know I mean? The only <laughs> other thing that he did that was decent was fear factor, but that was because he's, you know, a good pep talker, you know, talk people into it. And, you know, that's kind of somebody you need. I forgot he did that. I just remember he was on Just Shoot Me. Why are we talking about Joe Rogan? Move on. Back when he had hair. This is true. Well, that's that's this why is I don't true. recognize him. That's right. That's that exactly why. Yeah. Damn. Hmm. That's why we're talking. See, now I know who Joe Rogan is. Yeah. <laughs> just a chump in outer space right now. Look at this. I, know. I wish we could all just be in outer space right now. Right? Actually, we should do the podcast from outer space next time. Somebody call Jeff Bezos. Tell them. Well, he didn't even go need, there. Right. <laughs> Did he? Well, I mean, I don't know. He went like suborbital, didn't he? I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can barely keep up with my own life. Hold on the life of anybody else. It's very difficult. I just want time. <laughs> Let's say, um, when it comes to recording, because Wayne knows I'm a I'm a huge gearhead. So, uh, when it when it when it came to recording the album, and uh, especially when it came to recording your vocals, uh, you know, a lot of people use digital now as like their way of recording everything. But it, it I'm it, to me, the album doesn't have like that over compressed sound that always comes with digital. Like the mix on it is really good. How did you go about with the um? recording and mixing and mastering of the record so it i really think the only digital things that we did was um the recording through uh was it pro tools i don't think it was pro tools but one of those one of those digital recording uh suite setups for computers and stuff um other than that everything was almost entirely analog aside from the mix and mastering which were all done on a computer, but everything else was just, you know, all through analog racks um, that have been around forever. Um, uh, analog microphones, like, you know, all the drums, the drums are all live. Um, the guitars are all live. Nothing was really edited. Aside from us, it sounds you know, very live. It sounds, you know, it doesn't sound overproduced. And Right. You know, the air does not lie. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people didn't. Well, I mean, look, the, if we had more money, we would have focused a little bit more on some production. It would have we could have made it sound cleaner. We could have done, you know, some extra layering to fatten the sound more. But, you know, I mean, you know, we only have so much, you know, yeah, but yeah. like really for a first album and how how raw it is. I mean, I don't think you can really I mean you know you have like a basic structure of an early band and then you can only add from that at that point on you know mm -hmm. having everything just live um i think a lot of people forgot what that sounded like to oh, to yeah. a degree like i'm not going to disagree with people when they say it could have been produced more it could have if we had the money and we probably could have done extra but you know, there's definitely a lot of people out there that are just like, why do the drums sound like that? Why do, why do the guitars sound that way? Because it's live. It, like almost all of it was recorded, you know, in a big open room with microphones on it. Like right, right, right. the only thing that was not mic'd up, I think, was um, we had, we had uh, Peter Danielson from uh, 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 Legend of Valley Doom, which is Marius's brother. And he uh, did the keyboard tracks for Medieval. Okay. Every and then uh, I, uh, a guy named uh, who's who's actually a friend of my my vocal instructor. He uh, he did the the keyboard tracks for Born to Burn because I, I thought it would be kind of cool to have this Iron Maideny deep purple sound for this song. And uh, and he's the only person that I knew inside 50 miles had, you know, an actual Leslie and Hammond organ. Oh, wow. He ran it literally just, you know, through, just like John Lord, like through mm -hmm. Marshall amplifier, distorted it all to hell and then, you know, worked on it for a little bit. Uh, and then finally, like, sent us like a, a recording of it, which which was great. It sounded fantastic. It was exactly what we were looking for to get this sort of other sound in it. Um, and then every other keyboard track, like there's uh, ambience tracks and Pharaoh, there's um, 
synthesizer tracks and uh, Pharaoh as well, but uh, also uh, like New Psalm, um, uh, World of My Head, all of that stuff's played by me. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, like you said, it definitely uh, has that live feel to it, which I like because even like what I did with my own music is I did not want the sound like everybody does now where it's all you know plugins and everything's perfect and on a time and you know everything's just so lined up with everything because you right. lose you lose uh life you know it doesn't yeah. feel realistic anymore you know it feels like just like a computer game music or whatever right so. yeah and it, it, i mean you know some people i don't know i get it i get it too in terms of like efficiency you yeah. know what i mean it, after it all, like sometimes depends on what style of music if you're going to do like maybe progressive music i can understand like dream theater type stuff i can understand right. you know, all that kind of lined up yeah but right when you're yeah. playing like you know power metal or heavy metal you just want to keep that realism in there you know I, I, it's good to just play things live you know and you yeah, can do yeah. some editing you know you don't have to go crazy but you know yeah i just i do like things to to you know i mean when you when you hear something that's live or that's like super raw and, and stuff like that it, you, you can almost like if you get really into it and you love the album that much you know you're listening to it 800 times after a while you can really start to hear like what the room's like too right, like you right, can close right. your eyes and be like i i think they're in a big open room on this song yeah. i i think i think the drummer is in a and it is in a like a a drum isolation booth on this one because it seems like all these other songs Hintity hint hint of that our album. Um that you know, there's this one particular song where the, the snare drum seems to ring a little bit more. That sounds yeah. like it's not in an open room anymore because it seems like it's tighter together. Right. So <laughs> so if you know which song that is, good like brownie points for you. <laughs> I think I was listening to it earlier, actually. Yeah. Uh, on my way home, because I gave the album another listen on the way home. I was like, all right. So, uh, yeah, but like you said, like, I, I love that sound where you can tell, like, the drums are somewhere, because uh, I started getting into Genesis, and hearing some of those old songs, and then you hear the drums, and you can actually hear the room that they right. recorded it. I'm like, holy shit, and then listening to today's stuff, you don't hear that today. So right. it just, it just, you know, blows my mind that people kind of want to get away from that organic type sound and get to this, like, computerized thing. I do like, understand it, too, to a degree. I mean, having this, like... ability to rein it in like so like you know somebody will put their drums in this completely sound isolated booth and then you just there's no room sound so i understand wanting to like isolate everything so you can just really hone in on like what the drums are doing yeah. or what the guitars or what the bass or what the vocals are doing so like the whole room drinks in the sound and doesn't let it go and that way you can just focus on what does the hit sound like okay what does the song sound like should it sound like it's in a hallway should it not like you know we need to make sure that we can create the sound to give it a level of production if this song is about a mountain maybe it should be very very open sounding or whatever but then there's always the like why don't you create that sound organically to a degree too yeah, yeah it's it's very it's very weird i understand like like look if you don't have a whole lot of money you can't rent out a big studio or you don't know anybody with a big studio you can only work with what you've got you know but fortunately we did have a lot of different room options yeah. that we could play around with if we really felt like we had a need to do it but really we just really liked the rawness of it especially at the time we wanted it to sound real yeah yeah you definitely did that on this album thanks i really appreciate it yeah no i like, <laughs> like it you know at first with the album cover i'm like well what are we going to listen to here and then the music hit and i was like yeah it's good and then the album cover fits well with the music too so you know everything it's a it's a perfect package right yeah put together there so i do yeah it, it's funny that you mentioned genesis and how you could hear like you know the uh, the parts uh the individual parts in the song and how it's uh, kind of like speaks as one i was actually listening to uh triumph yesterday okay. and i got the same thing like gilmore's drums just like they, they they pack such a punch but there's like a there's there's a life to them yeah and you know com combine it with I just, I just miss music like that. I, I miss music that, uh, you know, brings an emotion of joy or wanting to, you know, run in a battlefield, 
you know, <laughs> and like that, that's what I liked about the Solar Flare uh, debut album. So, um, yeah, give us your second one already. We want to hear it. <laughs> We're working on it, man. We only got I'm, so I'm much. That's it, Ethan. That's it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it is it is nice to hear something. I like, I mean, I love Genesis. I'm a huge Genesis fan, actually. I have a huge like you know Rush and uh, I actually really really love King Crimson and stuff like that. And there's just a color to those, you know albums and tracks and stuff that you listen to and you know like emerson lake and palmer so so great it's just it just it sounds alive yeah. it doesn't sound like you know okay i get you could probably play this because i know you're a talented enough musician but this sounds like it's edited all the hell like i want the like color of it like i want to hear you play it i want to hear you kind of fuck up in the middle of the keyboards right. <laughs> but but like just just enough that we don't notice it but if we listen to it a million times maybe we'll catch the like oh that sounds like that was just slightly out of key unless he was really trying to be monochromatic yeah. 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 it's funny you mentioned color because it kind of reminds me of a line that i heard when uh, my wife and i toured nashville like 12 years ago they said your music has to paint a picture and you know while i agree with the statement that you know, the best music paints a picture in your head or it paints a setting. Um, I was definitely questioning the motive of the music that they were telling me to write, to paint a picture. I'm like, oh, you mean like write Taylor Swift style songs? No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, Taylor's a great songwriter, but seriously, if I hear another song about unrequited love, I'm going to blow my head off, but I digress. It's uh, Shake it's it off, easy- Lou. It's, <laughs> it's an easy topic to write about that people can all relate to so i get it you know there's no it's no shame or harm in it you know I, I mean i do like things to be a little bit creative but that's 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 the speaks to the person than in the or like the artist or, or whatever then you know i mean I, you know those people need to exist too i mean we need to have you know because everywhere some someone anywhere is hurting from something so having that like connection mm-hmm. of something that you can draw between things that you uh you know that you can feel like you're not alone on stuff and you know i mean relationships are songs are the most popular because you know everybody's been in one exactly you know the amazing thing is i i just want to add a little anecdote to that um diane warren everyone knows the name right yeah, you know good. she she wrote uh, don't want to miss a thing for us Smith. she even oh, wrote yeah. i think turn on turn on the night from kisses crazy nights oh. she writes all these popular love songs that make it to number one on the billboard charts and you know the funny thing is she never entered into a relationship ever <laughs> in her life because she said i'm afraid if i ever go into a relationship it's going to affect my songwriting that's nuts if you think about it that is pretty crazy. <laughs> Everybody has a muse, I suppose. I would think that would help, actually. Look what it does. Yeah. Well, then I guess you know, if, if I guess if she, if her muse is being alone and then just having the unrequited love of wanting to be with somebody, but because it would affect their creativity, it just makes them more creative, thinking more about it. Possibly. Hey, I mean, whatever works. You know, you've got to paint a picture. <laughs> Painting a picture. <laughs> Hi, Nashville. Uh, so, speaking of songs, um, I noticed on this album you have a lot of different. You don't stick to a theme. You just write about, you know, different things. Are you going to kind of change that for the next album? Like, kind of not make a like a concept album or anything, but stick to a kind of theme or like evolve um, with what you're doing. It definitely. I I I feel like it was. It's not necessarily like we went out for it, but I think I think this this next one is going to have some sort of theming on it. But yeah, it's not going to be really much like a concept album. Mm-hmm. I just think there's these these song titles I, I'm coming together with are just starting to have a theme. If you if you place it, if you see them, mm-hmm. um, if I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. I'm just an artist. I just write the shit. I don't really think hard about it 90 percent of the time a lot of those songs you guys listen to most of the lyrics i've put together in five minutes so you know it worked uh, yeah <laughs> yeah born to burn is the first song i ever wrote oh wow i really? literally wrote it in five minutes jesus christ it took me about uh two weeks to probably write a half a song <laughs> i wrote it in five Still minutes waiting, and then i ended I up i ended up i ended up like tweaking it a little bit because like we i wrote it in the band before this one yeah 
So it never really saw the light of day over there, but like, I think we played it once and then, you know, and then like, you know, when I, when I started this band, it's kind of like when it became what it became. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was like written in like five minutes. All of the, all of the verse lyrics were written in five minutes. Um, the chorus was a little different then I ended up changing that. Um, I wanted it to have more of like a, uh, a no more lies by Iron Maiden kind of feel. Okay. Yeah, I love that song. It's a good song. It's a great song. I love this. Favorite? What's your favorite band? It's got to be Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Right. Yeah, Iron Maiden definitely, definitely. Iron Maiden influence in the in the song. definitely the most influential band to me at, at least. You know, I, I love a lot of practically every album they put out. Um, you know, I, my favorite is actually uh, Seventh Son. So oh, really, wow. Yeah, my that's, that's my absolute favorite. Actually, my favorite song is Infinite Dreams so that's that's fine um my other favorite band in terms of like power metal because i don't know if i'd put iron maiden in like a power metal bracket i would say they're proto power metal i mean if anything the bands that came in their wake and judas priest's wake you know they they influenced it directly right yeah yeah so like in terms of like bands that are definitely like of the power metal beginnings and like power metal sector or whatever genre that like blind guardian is definitely my favorite power metal band nice hammerfall is pretty up there too what about um hold on can you see it here we go halloween halloween is great (laughs) they're up there as well but i definitely i gotta say i just really like Blind guardian bleeds halloween huh god damn uh, dude blind guardian is the absolute shit dude i are the absolute shit now (laughs) everything after uh, life (laughs) <laughs> on the Music Is Life podcast, top ten favorite metal albums, Blind Guardians, Nightfall of Middle Earth was my number one favorite metal album. It is fantastic. Honestly, my favorite uh, Imaginations. Yes, mine too. That that was my That's first a good one. one. That was my first one, and I love that. Oh, one. That I one. like Imaginations. I really like. Uh, I really like Nightfall. Nightfall. Everybody loves Nightfall. Um, I I really actually like uh, uh, Beyond the Red Mirror. I like you know, a twist in the myth as, as poppy as it kind of was. Um, uh, I, and I like, um, what is it at the edge of time? Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and, uh, somewhere far beyond is great. I, I, I just not, I'm just not really a, an album. I don't like by them. Hmm. Yeah. Like, n- Nightfall was my, was my first playing guardian album. Second one was, uh, uh, tales from the twilight world. Yeah. That was the one that was the second, second one I ever heard. And I, so, as soon as I heard welcome to dying, I said, that's it. I'm done. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Nightfall was actually my fall. I, 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 I liked it, but it was nothing like Imaginations. And Imaginations. Is the, everything I, after I, that just got kind of like, <laughs> ugh, 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 every, every album. And then they got the new drummer because Thoman uh, is like one of my favorite drummers. Oh, he's and great. Hearing him not in the band anymore kind of pissed me off. And the new guy's okay, but he's just not Thoman. Ethan, we were going to do an album versus album, you know, of like albums based on Tolkien. And then we said, okay, Nightfall in Middle Earth. Oh, damn, there aren't any others. So <laughs> we're waiting for, for the next metal band to write an, an album based on Tolkien. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Did Sirith Ungle have, do, have done anything like that? I think they did songs, but I don't think like a concept album. Um, well, I, I know Sirith Ungle, their artwork is heavily based on Eric of Melboyne. So. But I don't think anything of it is directly Tolkien influenced. I, I guess. Yeah, we have to look that up. There's got to be some. I know there's songs, but there's got to be another albums out there. I don't know. Unless Blind Guardian wrote them all, it's possible. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to think of any other metal band that hasn't just maybe done a song and not like an almost entire album concept. That is. They're gonna feature Blind Guardian in a Lord of the Rings movie, TV show, or video that's, game. That's what at I'm saying. Point, at some point, they gotta do it. Gotta They're missing it. a major market right there. That would be so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was watching Fellowship in the, uh, of the Ring when it first came out in theaters, and I said the exact same thing. Why did Blind Guardian not do the soundtrack? Instead, yeah. we get Enya. <laughs> Although yeah. I like Enya, but I would prefer Blind Guardian. That that's just be, me. It would just be so. I mean, they could do an entire acoustic soundtrack. And just have it all like or- orchestrated, like they're. Uh, well, they, um, they just put out that orchestra album, 
Yeah, which I loved actually. You like it? Oh my god! I I, I have every Blind Guardian album. I have the, the originals and remasters, and I did not buy that one. I can't. Classicals and floods. I know. I know. So I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see anybody like you know. I mean, do you guys have like a favorite classical composer? No. No. I love metal with the classical music in it. Like <laughs> I love Nightwish and stuff like that, but I I can't listen to that on its own. Um, my wife plays Beethoven in the house all the time, so I'd have to go Beethoven. Beethoven's pretty all right. I mean, uh, he's got a lot of really great like pieces that he's put together. I mean, personally, I'm 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 a big fan of Chopin in terms of like classical music. Uh, but I mean, you know, I really like Wagner. I like I like Tchaikovsky. I like uh, Hans Liszt. I mean, those are all really, really, really good composers. And I mean, really, I think, and, you know, call me pretentious as shit for saying this, but as much as he's not necessarily my favorite composer, um, I think objectively Mozart is probably the greatest musician who ever lived. Oh, I'm not going to disagree with that statement at all. He was a nut, but I mean, he was a genius. Yeah, so. it's, 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 you know, it's, it's difficult to find anybody who can write something like that anymore. Or, or, you know, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that are that are great artists and, and composers and stuff like that. I mean, you know, uh, Luca Torelli is a really, really, really good composer in terms of like putting together this sort of neoclassical music and stuff like that. It's just it, it is insane. And it is it's like the, the Slayer to power metal. Like, it's yeah. just it's it's surprised in, we haven't heard his music in the movie yet you know so right yeah yeah it's, yeah absolutely i mean i mean he did an album with christopher lee right who was <laughs> in lord of the rings right <laughs> these one are day, facts one day we'll get it uh going back to solar flare do we have any shows coming up at all um yeah we actually got a great uh show that i'm actually super excited for uh coming up uh uh march march 12th it's on it's on a saturday in uh um Englewood, Ohio. We're doing a, a show with our with our friends from War Curse and uh Bloodletter. Like it's gonna be a, such a cool show. Um we're good friends with Blood or War Curse and uh they uh just signed into uh I think it was like a three album contract. Justin Roth, please don't kill me. Um uh, with uh Metal Blade Records and uh and yeah they're 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 doing really really well for themselves and and you know it, i really couldn't ask for any better friends in the cincinnati music scene than them to be honest with you like you know just being able to message justin at like three o'clock in the morning and be like hey what do you think of this am i being stupid or is this a good idea you know and and just having somebody like that in your community that you, you can just kind of turn to and, and make sure you're not you know shooting yourself in the foot in the long game you know, it's it, like, there's such great people. Josh Murphy's a great dude. They, they all, they're the, probably the most supportive people in the music community as much as like a lot of people, you know, think, you know, potentially he's too honest with his uh, thoughts on how he feels about you and, and what you're doing and stuff like that. But I'd rather, you know, I mean, and especially in the entertainment industry, you know, people, everybody wants to stroke you and then talk shit about you when they're, when you're not listening and, you, and you, you're just looking for like legitimate advice. Yeah. And then, you know, I'd rather have somebody come in like this whole thing sucks. Stop what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I, I need, I need that. I'd rather have the blunt honesty than, than have people like half-assedly not even have real constructive criticism or anything to tell you or, or, you know, tell you you suck when you're not around too so i mean just rip the band-aid off yeah (laughs) i I prefer honesty over anything as well so yeah same here i'm tired of people saying oh i love what you're doing well have you watched or listened to it no but i love what you're doing it's like lying sack of shit you know it's like honesty is always the preferred way absolutely don't anyone tell you otherwise people (laughs) do you love my art or do you love the fact that i'm doing art and you're not like where does this what <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh all right so and then where can people go to find solar flare uh really anywhere i mean you can find us on spotify apple music uh youtube uh Bandcamp. um the easiest way to find all of our social medias and stuff i mean our instagram is at solar flare sensi um you know 
Facebook. It's Solar Flare, uh, official Solar Flare. Um, and uh, I, I believe our Twitter is Solar Flare Sensi and our uh, Bandcamp is Solar Flare Sensi stuff like that but the, be the best way to find all of our stuff and follow us on all of those places is just go to solarflaremetal.com has all of the icons laid out we have a cool uh website with this background actually oh. um so you can just get lost in space and our music and stuff like <laughs> that and you can listen to a modern band sound like metal church is metal church <laughs> <laughs> not wrong with that not at all so thank you very much ethan for coming on the show absolutely thank you for having me and uh, really appreciate said, it the new the, the your debut album is, is is awesome so everybody needs to go check that out and can't wait to hear some new stuff from you guys absolutely Definitely. and we'd love can't to have you back out. when we'd love to have you back when you're ready to uh promote it absolutely yeah well i'll absolutely come back anytime Definitely. And guys, we will see you actually in like five minutes. We have uh, Rick. Sh Am I pronouncing his name right? Sharon? Sharon? Sure, Wayne. All right. Well, drummer from the band Necronomicon. So we will be with him in about like five minutes or so. So that's right. Um, like, so like Chuck Woolery from the Love Connection said, we'll see you in two and two. <laughs> Ratsoundreview.com. Music is like podcast.com. Solarflaremetal.com. See you in a little bit. Bye. Cheers. Man. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Ratsaw Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackle a gob! to you too, Ralph. The Timo Tolki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Tolki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the cheese, please. A podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're, We're taking, taking over. over. Grrrr.